Welcome to the Mass Device Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Hooley. Sean posted an article recently about the top IVD and diabetes tech stories of the last year, and it's a really interesting look at that industry. So, Sean, before we get into the news for the day, do you want to tell us a little bit about what that story was about? Sure. Yeah, I know the top five in vitro diagnostics and diabetes stories of the year. Difficult to sort of comb through and find, you know, just five to fit into that sphere. Obviously, we had a lot of CGM news and insulin pump news on on the diabetes front. And then you have, you know, I'll tease one story included in there, the Illumina and Grail merger that never was or that was and then wasn't that we've discussed on this podcast, uh, you know, plenty, plenty of news to go around for both sort of markets and, you know, combining them made it a lot harder to choose, but certainly an interesting look at what happened in those spaces over the last 12 months. So recommend you head over to Mass Device and give it a look. And we will link to that in the show notes, which we will provide the link to the show notes at the end of the episode, like we always do. But what are we going to talk about today? Today, we'll discuss new funds raised at Renovo RX, a new executive at Vicarious Surgical, a rebranding effort for a robotic exoskeleton maker, layoffs at the second biggest spine tech company in the world, and yet another twist in the Philips Respironics recall saga. What's the first news that we should know for today? Renovo RX closed a $6.1 million private placement uh, to help the company continue its operations through the year. So can you tell us a little bit about what Renovo RX is developing? Well, the company develops precision oncology therapies based on a local drug delivery platform. So this platform called the Renovo Gem is a novel oncology drug device combination designed to treat locally advanced pancreatic cancer, at least in the early case. They're obviously looking at other applications as well. What will the company use these funds for? So closing the funding round extends the company's cash runway as it conducts the pivotal Tiger Pack Phase 3 clinical trial of that Renovo gem for treating locally advanced pancreatic cancer. It expects the funds to aid its operations through 2024, and it also plans to use funds to engage additional clinical trial sites in preparation for its Phase 2 Cougar study in bile duct cancer. So that study also looks at Renovo gem in this difficult-to-access solid tumor cancer. Yeah, I know pancreatic cancer has a really high mortality rate. How enthusiastic are executives? Sean Bagai, the Renovo RX CEO, said the company is thrilled to raise money in a challenging climate and added that the net proceeds bolster the company's balance sheet and will allow it to drive its pivotal trial toward what it hopes will be another positive interim analysis by the end of this year. What's the next bit of news that we have? Vicarious Surgical has a new president, picked a former Olympus executive, and this is a newly created position at Vicarious aimed at helping the company move toward the commercialization of its surgical robot. Who is taking on this role and what is some of their career history? So Randy Clark is taking over the new position of president, reporting directly to CEO Adam Sachs. This new role aims to fortify organizational alignment and focus on the company's long-term needs and objectives. Clark himself has more than 20 years of experience in the medical device industry. Over the course of his career, he's worked in development, manufacturing, commercialization for a range of medical device offerings. Most recently, he was the global president of Health Solutions at Flex, which is a supply chain manufacturing and design provider. Before Flex, he was at Olympus for 15 years, holding various roles of increasing responsibility 
ultimately culminating in president and member of the board of directors overseeing P&L management for the Americas region. So where does Vicarious currently stand with its robot systems? It's in a very interesting position as it looks toward commercialization. As mentioned before, there were suggestions from the company itself that we could see first in human studies this year, followed by a submission to the FDA for de novo clearance in 2025. But late last year, Sachs said the company now expects to complete the build and integration in the fall of 2024, earmarking early to mid-2026 for a de novo submission. company has also, in the meantime, had a couple rounds of layoffs, so there's still a lot of question marks around the direction of the company, but hopefully for their sake, the new president can help with that. And now we have some rebrand news. Yeah, Rewalk Robotics rebranded to LifeWord as it expands its portfolio. So rebrands are always interesting and can sometimes mean a narrowing of focus. But in this case, it's actually because of Rewalk's portfolio growth. So let's dive into that reason a little more. Well, effectively, the company believes that it has surpassed the vision of its original name, Rewalk Robotics, where its offerings for mobility issues, robotic exoskeletons, were the main draw. Now, with the acquisition of Alter G, which happened in August of last year, an anti-gravity technology developer for rehabilitation purposes, LifeWord believes that its mission expands beyond the initial goals and highlights its commitment to broader ones, hence the rebrand. What are executives saying about this rebrand? CEO Larry Jasinski said the transformation of Rewalk Robotics into LifeWord speaks to the broader goal of the company to be the driving force to elevate the standard of care in overcoming physical limitations and disabilities to empower individuals to do what they love. Chief Sales Officer Charles Remsberg added that the company believes it will allow it to drive growth for the business through the better support of customers across the rehabilitation spectrum. And now a topic that we've talked about a lot on this podcast, we have more layoffs news. That's right. Globus Medical has a series of layoffs at the former Nuvasive headquarters. So layoffs will not go away, as you mentioned. And this is sometimes an interesting byproduct of a major merger like Globus and Nuvasive had. How many people are affected and from what departments can these layoffs be expected? So the layoffs affected 157 employees in total, ranging across departments, including administrative, sales, legal, marketing, quality, engineering, and more. Did the company provide a reason for these layoffs? Globus said that as part of the company's ongoing integration with Nuvasive, it announced some organizational restructuring across the combined company in support of its committed synergy delivery. So clearly an evaluation of sort of what was on hand after the merger, after the dust settled with the merger, I suppose, you know, indicated that the company needed to trim, I suppose. And when will these take effect? Workers were informed on January 3rd, and the layoffs go into effect on March 5th. And now for another story that we tend to talk about often on this podcast, some some updates from Philips. Yeah, quite a lot on this podcast, I'd say, but Philips has discontinued certain CPAP product lines after its recall saga as it resolves a consent decree with the Department of Justice. So Philips is just about out of the sleep respiratory market for the time being as its woes continue. How did the company come to the decision to stop sales of these devices? Well, so on Philips' website, it describes the decision to discontinue certain Respironics products, which include the DreamStation Go CPAP, uh, remote CPAP, as a move to streamline its portfolio and narrow focus on other programs. Importantly, the company noted changes to its commercial portfolio will not affect its commitment to the remediation of the devices impacted by the 
long-running recall that dates back to June 2021. The company is also going to spend at least a year on the sidelines in the sleep respiratory market due to the ongoing consent decree resolution. So, yeah, a few different factors at play in terms of why it's sort of bowing out of the market for now. Some positive news. What other details can you provide about that consent decree? Well, Phillips agreed on the terms of a consent decree with the DOJ and FDA, as it revealed in its fourth quarter earnings released today or Monday. It's currently being finalized and will be submitted to the relevant U.S. court for approval. Phillips said it should provide Respironics with a roadmap of defined actions, milestones, and deliverables to demonstrate compliance with regulatory requirements and reestablish the business at some point. In the U.S., Respironics intends to continue servicing sleep and respiratory care devices, supply accessories, consumables, and replacement parts. But until it meets the relevant requirements of the consent decree, company won't sell new CPAP or BiPAP sleep therapy devices or other respiratory care devices in the U.S. So it expects to have more details once this whole thing is finalized, depending on when it gets to the appropriate court for approval. But yeah, for now, Philips is out of the sleep market in terms of selling products. So who could benefit from these product discontinuations? Well, the names we've discussed all along, like ResMed and Inspire Medical, for sure could benefit ResMed, sort of like the like-for-like replacement, if you will, in the sense that people who want to continue using CPAP machines could turn there. Obviously, ResMed itself has had some strange times as it's adjusted to this whole Philips recall. It had some supply chain issues and ended up restructuring itself. So, you know, uh, some question marks there. Inspire has a neuromodulation implant that treats sleep apnea in a different way to CPAP, so people could opt to switch for that method. And then there's ProSomnus, sort of a new player in the mix, who actually put out a statement in response to the news out of Philips saying that the company is prepared for increased demand for its own dental device that treats sleep apnea. So a few different options. You know, it's definitely going to be an interesting market to watch. And that was the final news story that we had for today. So thank you, Sean, for bringing us all of your insights. My pleasure. As always, read more on the Mass Device website and check out the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Connect with us online. I'm on LinkedIn at Danielle Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H. Let them know where they can find you, Sean. You can find me on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us tomorrow for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. Thank you.